Travel Commando podcast, baby. Today, I'm going to tell you about my first trip to Antelope Island and about visiting the island yourself if you want to go. Antelope Island is a state park in Utah. Unlike most state parks, this one is in the middle of a lake, the Great Salt Lake. Access occurs via a causeway from the mainland. The causeway is seven miles long and one of my favorite places on the planet. I'll get into that in a minute. The island is supposedly visible from space, okay, but I don't know. I haven't been to space yet. There is a large bison herd on the island, and almost any movement around the island at all should result in a sighting of at least one of these animals. If you drive around, you're likely to see many of them. The place is totally exposed. There's no natural shade. Take water. Now, the island is not totally barren. There's grass for the bison to eat and other foliage, and in summer the place does take on a green flush in some areas and in fact becomes quite colorful. But from the perspective of a human being and with respect to the survival needs of a human being, the place is essentially barren, okay? You'll want sunglasses and sunscreen. Rugged is a good word to describe the island. So What's going to happen if you visit is you're going to find yourself in or near Farmington, Utah, with the Wasatch Front right up against you to the east. These mountains are part of the Rockies and are just supernaturally beautiful. If you come during late spring or early summer, the mountains will likely be bright green and may still have snowy caps on them. Kettle drums will be hammering in your chest. The view is to die for. Then you will turn west and find something very different, but also drop-dead stunning. Crossing the causeway costs $10 round trip, okay? I stated that this causeway is one of my favorite places on the planet, and it is. I've been to Egypt, Dubai, Paris, Hawaii, etc., and I consider the Antelope Island Causeway to be a sensational thrill ride. Okay, from both sides of the causeway, enormous expanses of dappled lake bed, gleaming salt flats and shimmering water stretch away to the limits of human vision. The water seems to appear out of nowhere and to disappear back into it, never betraying the secret of its own depth. The horizons blur and whisper across the lake in blue and pink. Enormous algae blooms in yellow and green stroke the eye like a lapdog. This is like a landscape from a Robert Heinlein story, okay? It's totally fantastical, like Roger Dean and the Hildebrandt brothers teamed up to paint it. All right. During my first trip over the causeway, I kept looking upward, hoping for some gossamer hint of Niven's ring. As you access the island, you will pass the most picturesque little marina on your right, if you paint, watch out. This spot might trap you. I passed the marina and went to the first parking lot on the right. Okay, I stepped out of the car and locked my keys in it. Yup, on an island. I couldn't see another person. I tried and tried to get some give out of one of the windows on the car, right? But 
I was basically in an irresistible force meets an immovable object type of situation. Okay, I needed to seek help. I didn't know if it was open, but I could plainly see the visitor center from this parking lot. It was at the top of a hill about half a mile away. There was a road to the visitor center from the parking lot, right? So, of course, I thought, no problem. I do this kind of stuff all the time. But there was a problem. Remember those bison I mentioned? Well, one of them was beside the road in what I have to describe as a charging position between me and the visitor center. It was pretty apparent to me that this animal would regard any effort on my part to walk up that road as a personal affront. All right, as time passed, a few different visitors stopped and offered assistance, you know, a few had been charged by the bison. Nobody wanted to pass it again. And this whole time, throughout the keys situation, I was being overwhelmed by the raw, shocking beauty of this state park. And throughout the entire event, a seagull observed me from the roof of a picnic shelter. Eventually, a family showed up in a pickup truck, right? They had been charged by the bison but were willing to go back up the hill. And this bison could have messed this truck up, okay? We all knew it. It's not like the bison was hiding any of its cards. And I rode in the bed of the truck, people. I was in the back. I looked that bison in the eyes on the way by. As we passed Homie, he took note and moved, you know, toward us, but didn't throw down the gauntlet or anything. And exhale. These very kind people dropped me off at the visitor center. I walked in and said, hey, I just locked my keys in the car. I assume that being a state park, this facility may have rangers who may have lockout kits. The volunteers laughed and told me that people did this every day, right? They called a ranger and told me the wait would be about half an hour. So, of course, I took this as an opportunity to explore the visitor center. Quite educational. The volunteers will demonstrate passion in showing you around and in telling you about the island. If there is any particular form of wildlife which you wish to see, these volunteers can tell you where to find it. I received directions to a great spot from which to photograph owls, but I found so many pleasant distractions along the way that I never got there. It was like a fable. I spent some time down at the shore and I want to offer that unless you are totally intent on going into the water, you should stay away from the black sand at the shoreline. It's not sand. It's brine flies. Billions of them. Encountering them is not pleasant. They can suffocate an entire object like kudzu does, rendering it, you know, indistinguishable from the environment and the landscape. They will infest your hair, your clothes, and your mouth. I have returned home with black smears on my socks under the tongues of my shoes. Okay. There's a small gift shop in the visitor center, and one of the most popular items is... <laughs> fly screen hats. Yeah. Hats with netting to go around your head because of the doggone brine flies. They sell them all day, apparently. 
and there are also many artifacts, both geological and man-made, on display, and a handful of small animals. So, at the end of my time in the visitor center, the ranger came and took me back to the car. He broke out some gear and got me in, right? And I kid you not, the seagull left. I ended up seeing many bison that first day, and blazing white salt flats, lake bed really, stretching away to cerulean blue water which reflected the sky and created confounding mirages. And out in the water, mountains. That's right. Visitors can look out to other islands, which are actually small mountain ranges in the Great Salt Lake. It really, really is like something out of a science fiction novel. At the end of my first visit, I was satisfied. I was really satiated, and I knew that I was going back over the causeway. This was more enjoyment than anyone should experience in such a brief excursion, not including time spent retrieving keys. But the island had one more total delight for me before allowing me to experience the causeway for the second time. I was about to leave, and then I saw them. I looked up and saw pelicans flying overhead. I couldn't believe it. Pelicans right there in the wild. I had only seen them by the ocean in the southeastern United States, right? I was genuinely perplexed. As it turns out, there is an entire island in the Great Salt Lake inhabited only by pelicans. I've seen pelicans sometimes in the air, sometimes in the water, on each of my subsequent trips to Antelope Island. Okay? When you're on the island, you'll be in an area called the Great Basin, and you'll know it. Especially from the beaches. This, uh, the sensation is undeniable. This is a great hollow in the earth. The whole thing is a geological oddity. Alright? I want to tell you about the farmhouse. I have spent some time on a farm in my life, but not like this one. Because this one has been lifted off of Earth and set down in an alien environment. There's just this outstanding opportunity to stand in an old antique barn in the dark and look through the door across those stunning salt flats to the distant water. Bradbury, baby, I'll post a pic. The farmland backs up to these crazy-ass hills, too. Not normal-looking at all. They look like Earth has teats. Okay? Most of the beaches on the island are truly stunning, especially the large ones. And there's a particularly huge beach near the visitor center. You can pass it on the way to and from the farmhouse. You will likely be quite tempted by these beaches, and I want to offer another piece of advice. Some of the transits to the water and back can take quite a long time. They're not necessarily easy walks. If the sand is loose and not packed, expect to exert yourself. If you've been to Huntington Beach in California, you basically know what to expect. To me, it seemed a little worse at some of the Antelope Island beaches. One of the round trips was an absolute slog, like Spartan race should go there. When I got back to the picnic shelter, I basically collapsed, desperate for water. 
you can drive and drive and drive and never see another person, but you will see bison. There are also uh, deer, bighorn sheep, um, antelope, and there is no way this place is coyote free. Okay, they have to be there somewhere. There's other wildlife as well, but I will let that be a surprise. Um, as you may imagine, the population of migratory waterfowl is huge. You can float in the Great Salt Lake at Antelope Island. I can't give you much advice about that, though. I haven't done it. Here are two pieces of advice which I can offer. One, brine flies, baby. Two, I've been told by multiple people that <laughs> saltwater lakes sting folks in unmentionable places. Maybe try searching floating in saltwater lake Vaseline. I don't want to say any more. There's biking, hiking, camping. A Spartan race really should come here, or Xterra, or Primal Quest, some big adventure race. I think it would be very, very difficult to do this with zero footprint, though. But it would be amazing. You heard it here first, race commissioners. Feel free to email me, travelcommando at hotmail.com. There are a few campsites on Antelope Island. The fee to camp is $15. There's one restaurant on the island. It's a burger place called Island Buffalo Grill and serves burgers, uh, buffalo burgers, among other fare. I recommend checking the restaurant out online in advance of your visit to determine whether it will be open. If you're on a family trip, rest easy. There are restaurants and shopping nearby. Lagoon Amusement Park is quite close, but you will definitely have that middle-of-nowhere feeling on the island. In support of this podcast, I will put a folio of pics on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, Antelope Island. Travel Commando, out. There are snakes, snakes, big as garden rakes at the store, at the store. There are snakes, snakes. Big as garden rakes at the quartermaster's store.